Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. In the 2022 offseason, the Pittsburgh Steelers have signed new contracts with six players listed as safeties. Where are they all going to play? How will they fit in the defense? And can all six even make the roster? I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. Welcome to the cutting room floor. The safety position has been a strength of the Pittsburgh Steelers' defense with the addition of Minka Fitzpatrick. And while Terrell Edmonds didn't quite fit the role he was asked to play in 2019, his deep coverage ability has grown, and they've become a rather steady safety tandem. Terrell Edmonds has played more snaps than any other Steelers, Steeler player since he was drafted. No Steeler defender has played more than Terrell Edmonds. And yet, this offseason, when you look at the contracts that the Pittsburgh Steelers signed, again, six players listed at safety signed new contracts with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Terrell Edmonds' total investment ranks fourth among those contracts. Obviously, Minka Fitzpatrick signed the biggest one, the second biggest was a two-year deal to Miles Killebrew for $4 million. Then Marcus Allen, who got slightly more money, Marcus Allen, for one season than Terrell Edmonds did. If you look at money per year, Miles Killebrew drops below Marcus Allen and Terrell Edmonds. But either way you look at it, the Steelers didn't make a large investment in Terrell Edmonds. 
Now we've covered four of the people, Minka Fitzpatrick, Marcus Allen, Terrell Edmonds, Miles Killebrew. The two others, one of them, Carl Joseph, signed a veteran benefits contract, which used to be called a veteran minimum contract. He'll get paid, but the salary cap is lower for the Steelers than what he's actually going to get paid. The other signee was DeMonte Kazi, who in total investment and money for this year, DeMonte Kazi ranks fifth. Only Carl Joseph got less money than DeMonte Kazi. I, for one, have been very excited about the addition of Kazi. I know I'm not the only one. And I've been thinking about how the Steelers can use him. But it's important to note that as we talk about these safeties, Terrell Edmonds and DeMonte Kazi, as we sit here and say they could play, they're going to play serious roles on this defense. They're going to get a lot of snaps. They're going to be major contributors of the safeties that the Steelers signed this offseason. Terrell Edmonds got the fourth biggest contract. DeMonte Kazi the fifth. Something to definitely keep in mind as we talk about the safety position. First half of the show here, I want to go over some of the players listed there. Specifically, Carl Joseph, Miles Killebrew, and Marcus Allen, who all share some similar traits. Specifically, one trait that the Steelers have been after for quite a while. They're kind of a hybrid safety linebacker. Carl Joseph, box safety kind of a linebacker. He's played both a bit. Miles Killebrew has been listed as both different places. Marcus Allen was brought to the Steelers to be a safety, transitioned to linebacker, where he's played kind of a hybrid linebacker safety role. And the Steelers signed all three to contracts. Miles Killebrew and Marcus Allen to significant ones. Now, Marcus Allen and Miles Killebrew play a lot on special teams. Miles Killebrew ranked second on the team in total special team snap. Marcus Allen, fifth. They're joined in the top bye by, by Ulysses Gilbert III, uh, Derek Watt, and Benny Snell. Those are the only three players in the top five with Miles Killebrew and Marcus Allen. So those two players are major special teams contributors. Their place on the roster is probably safe just from that. But the big question is, where do they play? Do they play? The answer to, are they going to play on the defense, is a yes. A Mike Tomlin coached team, if you were on that opening day roster, you either get hurt playing special teams before you get a chance to play on defense, or you end up playing on defense at some point. Miles Killebrew, Marcus Allen, both played on defense. Both played similarly to a cover linebacker role. If you think of Devin Bush, uh, especially like the 2020 season where he was really working on coverage early on, they do a lot of those kind of alignments. Both of them spend more time in the slot and more time at outside corner alignments than Devin Bush ever does, which shows that they are viewed as a linebacker hybrid defensive back. An interesting thing about that usage and the Steelers' investment in bringing them back is that Brian Flores in Miami uses, and in New England, used safeties as linebackers a good bit. 
He would use them there. He would use them in man coverage on, on running backs. He would blitz them heavily. Some of his most frequent blitzers have been safeties, depending on the players they had and, and the usage there. Could Carl Joseph, Miles Killebrew, or Marcus Allen earn one of those roles and get kind of carve out a niche role in this defense where they actually see not a ton of snaps, but important snaps, right? Regular snaps, actually carve out a role, not just if this guy gets hurt, I'm going to play here. In the Steelers defense that we've seen with Terrell Austin, Marcus Allen was the backup dime linebacker. When Devin Bush went down, his snaps in seven-man fronts and in nickel would be covered by Robert Spillane. When they went to dime, Marcus Allen came in and took over his spot. Last year, we saw Marcus Allen used similarly, especially when a lot of people were hurt. Uh, Miles Killebrew had interesting usage. He was used sometimes as a linebacker, but he was mostly used to counteract really heavy sets that the opposing offense would roll out with. Obviously, with the Steelers' defensive line, depth issues and problems stopping the run, teams, one of their best strategies was just put a whole bunch of tight ends and fullbacks in. And so the Steelers saw some really heavy sets with one wide receiver, one running back, two tight ends and a fullback or three tight ends. They saw a lot of those sets last year as teams were just like, we're going to force you to put a lot of defensive linemen out there and we're going to attack the weaker ones and we're going to wear them down. We're going to you know, make you sub them out uh, and, and have backup, you know, a full lineup without, you know, if we can get, if they could get Cameron Hayward basically off the field and the Steelers having to play three defensive linemen that weren't Cameron Hayward, the Steelers defense was in big trouble. And other teams knew that. And when the teams did that, they would su- the Steelers would substitute one of their cornerbacks for Miles Killebrew as a box player, which also meant he lined up outside as a cornerback a decent bit. Uh, Marcus Allen also had a few snaps outside at cornerback, but those are mostly situations, again, in those heavy sets. Uh, and, and sometimes it'd be like a, a tight end would motion out, you know, to where the, the wide receiver would play because the Steelers didn't have a second cornerback. And so that would be, you know, Marcus Allen or Miles Killebrew rotating out there on them. This is such a big deal for this season. With the addition of Brian Flores, if one of these guys can earn a bit into the rotation. And that's that's a big deal because if you look at their contracts, they're ahead Miles Killebrew and Marcus Allen in total contract investment ranked second and third at the safety position. And those are this year. These are all contracts signed this year. Only Minka Fitzpatrick has a bigger contractual investment in them than Marcus Allen and Miles Killebrew. Is that just to play special teams? Have we gotten to the point where a special teams a primary special teams player. I'm not even going to call Marcus Allen a special teams ace. He's very good. He's not an ace. He's a very good, very reliable, versatile special teams player. Is that worth more than a starting strong safety? I, I just have a hard time believing that. But unless Marcus Allen or Miles Killebrew earn a starting job, they will be making more than the starting strong safety. 
They will have a larger contract investment than the starting strong safety on the Pittsburgh Steelers, whether it's Terrell Edmonds or DeMonte Kazi or whoever. The other guy other than Minka, they have a bigger investment. So you've got to wonder, like, what do they see these guys doing on defense? Because they have to, almost have to have a role. If they're getting paid that money, you're not... Mark Terrell Edmonds played 1,000 snaps last season. Marcus Allen played 300 on special teams. Like, that's... That's not... You, you don't pay someone more for 300 snaps than you do for 1,000. That is... Really, the question I want to cover in this is, is what are these guys going to do? Are they going to see time? This is something to watch for. So much is up in the air with this defense. I can't even make predictions. All I can do is point to you some things to watch out for to see where this defense goes. I would normally say this is me you know, thinking and t- analyzing it too much. And that these guys are going to end up in the same role they've had before, you know, third string, uh, strong safety, backup inside linebacker, you know, and uh, special teams focused players. That's what they're going to do. But when they get signed to bigger deals than Terrell Edmonds and DeMonte Kazee, what they, they have to do something. They have the Steelers have to have something in mind. I can't imagine them prioritizing signing Miles Killebrew and Marcus Allen and being like, yeah, Terrell Edmonds, you know, uh, I guess you could come back. If they see Terrell Edmonds as the strong safety starter and Marcus Allen and Miles Killebrew as special teams only guys. That is. The main question in the safety position that I am going to be looking for in training camp, in preseason, how are these guys playing? Where are they being used? Who are they practicing with? It's going to be a very interesting thing to keep our eyes on. We're going to stop with the first half of our show there. I want to save a little extra time for the second half. In the second half of the show, we're going to talk about Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Edmonds, and DeMonte Kazi and the possibilities those three bring to the Steelers' defense. So stay tuned. We'll be back right after this break. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back, Steeler fans. I'm your host, Jeffrey Benedict. You're listening to The Cutting Room Floor. 
The Cutting Room Floor is brought to you, as always, by the Behind the Steel Curtain family of podcasts and BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Make sure you're tuning in this entire offseason to all your podcasts from Behind the Steel Curtain, and look at checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your news, analysis, even hot takes, whatever, whatever it is you want, you can find it on Behind the Steel Curtain. It is your one-stop shop for Wild Things Pittsburgh Steelers. Today, I want to give a little shout out to one of my favorite podcasts on the network, and that is Dave Schofield's Stat Geek. Stat Geek comes out every Thursday. My show comes out, Cutting Room Floor comes out Tuesday. His comes out Thursday. We work together on the Vertex articles, which is one of my favorite articles to write every week. Uh, He brings an interesting view through statistics, uh, a little different than how I view statistics. I actually joined, uh, when I joined writing here, he had that title. He was the stat geek. He was that guy, you know, in the group. He was the statistics guy. And I'm like, well, I'm a statistics guy too. You know, maybe, maybe I'm, maybe there's two stat geeks now. Uh, I had to quickly give up that aspiration. Uh, Dave Schofield is definitely the stat geek when it comes to, when it comes to numbers. Uh, and we look at numbers a little bit differently. We analyze them a little differently. And it's very, it's very interesting to me to get his information, his input, his takes, and I don't know how he does it, but at this time of the season, I can still listen to Dave's show and most of the, and I should say a good amount of the time, he comes up with something statistically that I hadn't even run across or looks at it in a way that I hadn't even thought of. Uh, so that's one of my favorite shows. Make sure you check that out Thursday mornings, anywhere you get behind the seal curtain podcast, for example, whatever you're listening to my show on right now, we'll have his show. Uh, You can check out previous episodes, and you can check his out on Thursday mornings when they drop. First half of this show, we talked about the safety position. We talked about the contracts, and we talked about Marcus Allen, Miles Killebrew. Are they going to be used? Are they going to not be used? You know, how are they going to fit in? For the second half of the show, I want to cover the big three names. The three experienced players at safety that the Steelers have on their roster. They're all starters. Last year, they all were starters. And this year, they're all three on the same team. Two of them with lower deals. Minka Fitzpatrick, obviously, with his new big deal. Minka Fitzpatrick, by contract, by level of play, by award recognition, by all counts, is the star of this secondary, not just the safety position, but the entire secondary. And so we're going to talk about him first. Minka Fitzpatrick came to the Steelers. And one of the things I I like talking about, and I think people need need to realize is his first game with the Steelers. He did not play free safety exclusively. He actually split time between playing in the box and up on the line, and playing deep safety. By about the mid-third quarter, the Steelers realized if they, you know, that Terrell Edmonds was not going to give them much value as a deep single high safety, and that Minka Fitzpatrick was far better in that role, and it started to show up late in the game that they just put Minka Fitzpatrick back and Terrell Edmonds up. But before that, Minka Fitzpatrick had played free safety, but he'd also had 10 snaps in the box, like a normal strong safety, six snaps covering in the slot, 
and 17 snaps lined up on the line of scrimmage outside of the linebackers in between in, in between where you would line up as a slot cornerback and where you would line up as an outside linebacker. That spot is significant because that is an alignment that Brian Flores used a lot in all of his defenses. Brian Flores would sometimes move inside linebackers out to line up like outside linebackers. But even more than he did that, he would send a safety just outside that outside linebacker spot, threatening a blitz, you know, able to drop into coverage up there on the line, confusing the blocking schemes. And with the speed you can get from a safety and the playmaking ability, that's a dangerous position to leave unblocked. You kind of have to dedicate a blocker to that guy. Now imagine a playmaker like Minka Fitzpatrick in that role. Right? Obviously, you need a good pass defender to cover for him while he's up there. Terrell Edmonds wasn't that guy. And that's why they went away from that in 2019 and stayed away from it since. But with DeMonte Kaziz joining the team, with Trey Edmonds coming into his second year, who did a solid job being a backup free safety and is a good deep zone guy, the Steelers have options in deep zone. They don't need Minka Fitzpatrick to always be that guy. And so we could see options where he comes up on the line of scrimmage. And you're going to say, you don't want Minka Fitzpatrick taking on blockers. Well, no, you don't. One of the ways Brian Flores used these guys is they would start to rush. If a blocker showed up and impeded them, they would immediately drop into the flat, into a short zone, somewhere like that. Now imagine you're an opposing team and make it as Patrick's up there on the line of scrimmage and you say, okay, he's going to, if he blitzes, you know, we've got someone hot, either a slant route or a little flare out to the running back. He starts to come. They pick up Minka Fitzpatrick. The guy goes to throw the hot route, and Minka Fitzpatrick is dropping into that area. You can obviously see how a quarterback not, you know, is going to have to be really, really wary of what they're doing if you've got Minka Fitzpatrick lined up right there on the line of scrimmage outside that outside linebacker. You, you might not be going for wide receiver screens or running back flats. You're going to definitely be wary on a tight end, a quick out by a tight end, or a quick slant from a wide receiver. Most likely, if you've got a fast play, you're going to be looking for the other side of the field, just because Minka Fitzpatrick is is there, right? In the same way that they dodge him deep. Well, the problem is if he's deep, you can dodge him all over the field. If he's in the deep single high, you've got the outside, you've got the middle, short, you've got all that stuff open. When he's up there near the line of scrimmage, There's a lot of plays he just kind of makes dangerous. Like this entire side of the field is now dangerous to throw to. We could see that usage come back. His best usage so far on the Steelers has been, and in college, was as a robber role. A robber is a short underneath zone uh, by a guy like a safety or a middle linebacker in man defense. It's a nice alignment, and it allows you to take away crossing routes. It allows you to take away in-cutting routes. It allows you to take a lot of slants away. It just gives an extra coverage guy in the middle of the field to take away anything short in the middle of the field. Minka Fitzpatrick also gets a lot of good usage 
out of hook zones, those kind of intermediate take away one side of the field kind of zones. These are all usages that a Devontae Kazee could really free up Minka Fitzpatrick to play. These are the places where he really did his damage in 2019. Uh, one of his one of his best usages, in my opinion, is when teams drop into a quarters defense, you do two safeties and both cornerbacks typically all drop deep. There's a variation on that where one of the safeties is deeper and one of the safeties comes up shallower. As the shallower player in that alignment, Minkovitz Patrick was deadly. That, that, in my opinion, was his single best usage. We saw a decent bit in 2019 and 2020, not much in 2021. Steelers didn't really go quarters uh, when other teams could just run the ball on them like that. But that was a great usage for him. One of his worst usages, one of his weaknesses as a safety, is as a cover one safety. He's And, and I don't mean he's bad at it. I don't even mean to say he's not good at it. He is good. He's just good. There's plenty of safeties out there that are significantly better in single high coverage than Minka Fitzpatrick, and I would list DeMonte Kazi as one of them. That's really his strength. One of his few strengths. That's really what he's good at. Minka Fitzpatrick is much better when he has a little more freedom, and a little less responsibility. And I shouldn't even use responsibility. I, I Because what, what, I, what I'm talking about is the ability of the defense to force you to move where they want you to move. And as the deep single high guy, you are responsible for defending the deepest routes. You can't just leave your cornerbacks out there to get toasted on a, on a bomb that goes for a touchdown. right? You can't just give up a 70-yard touchdown because you wanted to cover the underneath route. Minka Fitzpatrick is a single high safety with the deepest defender responsibility. If you run a deep post, Minka Fitzpatrick has to respect that. And then you've put him where you want him and you can attack the rest of the field. Typical strategy done. And when he would, you know, you would attack away from him successfully. And then every once in a while he would jump up on those routes, and if the quarterback caught that he was trying to jump up, you know, the route that was open would be open because he was deep. They could throw deep on him, and they did. They got some big plays on those because they can kind of just trap him there. And no matter which way he goes, you know, you've got one man, you've got two routes. Whichever one he covers, you throw to the other one. That's not Minka Fitzpatrick's best usage, right? That's If, if you put him in single high, teams have learned how – to attack that, to kind of force him out of the play. That's the exciting thing. In that role, DeMonte Kazi is your free safety deep zone guy. Your single high guy, cover three, cover two. He can do all of that really well. And that's where I see him playing. I see him playing a lot in that role. I could see the Steelers going with Minka Fitzpatrick and Terrell Edmonds as your starting safety duo. And then in nickel, DeMonte Kazi comes in. I could also see DeMonte Kazi taking Edmonds' spot and letting Minka Fitzpatrick play a little underneath if they think we're going to go, you know, we're not going to go nickel. We're, we're going to do two safeties against like three wide receiver sets. DeMonte Kazi can be the deep guy. Minka Fitzpatrick 
coming underneath in a robber roll or in man even. There's different ways you can use him there. Kazi is heavily geared towards the free safety, the, the center fielder type role. He does get used in the slot sometimes. He has. He is a converted cornerback. Uh, but that's not his best usage. His best usage is deep zone. That's where he thrives. That's where he makes his money. And that's what I expect the Steelers brought him in. I've I've been expecting for a while. I've actually been saying for several seasons since 2019, ended since the 2020 draft, 2021, 2022. I've been saying the Steelers could look for a deep safety player, a deep zone specialist. I actually kind of went away from that this year because they'd shown they weren't interested in it, in my opinion. And that's the year they bring in a guy as a free agent who fits that fits that ability. Fits that role. So really, that's my opinion on DeMonte Kazi. DeMonte Kazi is here to be a deep zone safety, to free up Minka Fitzpatrick, to play different spots where he is very dangerous. And it'll allow him, like if Kazi can be the Ryan Clark to Minka's Troy Polamalu, obviously Minka's not a strong safety, but a free safety has those responsibilities. Ryan Clark was going to have to have those responsibilities, whether he had Troy or not. But by being that guy, Troy was able to roam, right? Minka Fitzpatrick is your free safety. But when you want to, you now have another free safety who's who can play that position pretty well too. Pretty close to Minka Fitzpatrick's level. And you can move Minka Fitzpatrick to the areas where he is actually elite. Where he's one of the maybe the best defender in the NFL in those roles where he's in that kind of muddled. You don't know where he's going to be, but you know, he's going to be covering some area and you just kind of have to find out where he goes and then avoid him in the passing game. That's Minka Fitzpatrick's strength. He is a nightmare to deal with when he can do that. Cause he can just read your play. And if you're not aware of where he is, all of a sudden you find out, well, he looked like he was going to be to the left side, so I looked to the right, and when I threw it, all of a sudden, as I'm throwing the ball, the ball leaves my hand, and I see Minka Fitzpatrick has come into the play, right? And all of a sudden, your throw is going the other direction. That's where Minka Fitzpatrick does his most damage. That's where he really is elite. That where he, that's where he belongs, and DeMonte Kazi is a big part of letting him do that. The other big part of freeing up Minka Fitzpatrick is Terrell Edmonds. Edmonds was brought onto this team when Sean Davis was our single high safety, which is really the only role he was very good at was single high safety. And he was solid at it. He wasn't fantastic. He was solid. 2018, people criticized him. Uh, but in the same way that Minka Fitzpatrick didn't look as good last season because he kept having to make tackles on run plays, Sean Davis was in the same situation in 2018. Uh, He was having to make run stops, but also he was having to cover for two linebackers who couldn't cover tight ends. And that made his job really tough. Outside of that, even if you look at 2019, uh, the the, the drives he was on had similar success rates to Minka Fitzpatrick's drives. They weren't as good, but they were really good. It was when he was actually off the field, which was all but seven drives at the beginning of 2019, the Steelers' defense completely fell apart. Sean Davis wasn't bad in that role. He was a free safety, a true single-high free safety. Terrell Edmonds was drafted to support him. 
to be a man coverage specialist, to be the guy in the box, to be a guy who could go cover two with him, but mostly was supposed to be playing in front of him. He was drafted to take away those tight end threats that made that were beating the linebackers in 2018, right? By the end of 2018, they were getting better at it because of Terrell Edmonds. Terrell Edmonds has been a man coverage specialist in 2019. He lined up in that Seattle game in 2019. He lined up against DK Metcalf and uh, their other receiver. Wow, I just blanked on his name. But he, he lined up against all kinds of people in man coverage and did well, especially in the slot. He can play outside too, but especially in the slot, he is a really good man cover guy. He can shut down tight ends, cover any running back in the league, and most wide receivers, especially in the slot. Last season, Terrell Edmonds led the team in slot snaps. Led the entire Steelers team. And he did a good job. He did a dang good job. I think we could see a lot more of that. And his ability to do that also, also allows creativity from Minka Fitzpatrick, but also your linebackers, your cornerback, if you do have a different slot cornerback up there, like he did for Mike Hilton. Mike Hilton could cover the guy. Mike Hilton could blitz. There, there were plays that really tipped it off that Mike Hilton, what it looked like on film, what looked like on film in 2019 and 2020 is that Mike Hilton had a green light to blitz. And Terrell Edmonds would just, on certain plays, line up behind him, and Mike Hilton could blitz or he could cover. And whatever he did, Terrell Edmonds would react off of. If he blitzed, Terrell Edmonds would step up and cover the guy that he was that Mike Hilton had lined up across from. Like the quarterback would look down to get the snap. Mike Hilton timed it so well. And Mike Hilton would start moving. And Edmonds would, that was his cue. I'm on man. And Minka Fitzpatrick would be like, okay, we're not too high. Now we're one high safety. Or, you know, Terrell's not dropping into the middle zone. You know, like their, their roles would change depending on what Mike Hilton did. It frees up a lot of things on the defense to be creative. Terrell Edmonds' basic role in the defense and his best usage is as a mismatch negator. You get a big receiving tight end against a Mike Hilton in the slot. You blitz Hilton. And you let Terrell Edmonds cover that guy. You don't ask Mike Hilton to cover a 6'4 athlete at tight end. You don't do it. That's dumb. You just blitz Hilton and let Terrell pick him up. You got, uh, you know, you're you're having trouble stopping the run game. Terrell Edmonds is suddenly your, you know, fifth linebacker. It's just what you do. Or you need help defending the run, and it's 11 personnel. The other team has three wide receivers. You go with your front seven, put Minka Fitzpatrick in single high, and Terrell Edmonds comes down, and he's now the slot corner. On the, on the wide receiver in the slot. It's just the job he has to do. And he did that job, and he does it well. That's what I will expect him to continue in in this season. I really think that's... Uh, my notion is this, that Kazi is your deep specialist, Terrell Edmonds is your matchup canceler, and Minka Fitzpatrick is your all-world playmaker. 
and you just work out positions which when you want to throw in Kazi, when you want to throw in Edmonds, when you want to use all three. You figure it out and you go with it. I'm very excited for what could be Minka Fitzpatrick's season if he's not covering for run defense that's bad, if he's not covering for linebackers that can't do their job, if you know, he's able to be freed up and to, to roam and to be creative and to be explosive player. That's the exciting thing on this team. And they finally have the personnel that could put it together, but could isn't will. And we have to watch. This is the big thing to watch for is, is can Kazi be that player? Can Terrell Edmonds be that guy again? Where, how can they, how creative can they get and how well can they use Minka Fitzpatrick in this defense? That's my show for today. I want to thank you all for listening. As always, have a great weekend. Great week. And as always, let's go Steelers. Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live for tomorrow.